The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As we're talking about the different discoveries that we've found throughout these five years, one of the things that I think tickles us both mm-hmm. in a really special close to home way is the explosion of all things cannabis in the world. I would say it's my favorite thing about the world right now. <laughs> There's nothing that I love more about modern society. And we have been explorers in this space for a long time. And we have discovered this brand. Boots on the ground. I mean, I have put it all in my No mouth. stone left <laughs> unturned. No tincture left untried. So one of our favorite brands that we are so stoked to talk about is Root of It All. They are a Ayurvedic-inspired line of cannabis-infused essential oils and topicals formulated for a range of needs to keep you balanced. Nothing was ever more true. Root of It All is something that you and I use all of the time. Oh, like every single day, okay, literally. so if I'm sitting down to work and like dialing into the computer, one tincture full of the go, which is their THC-forward daytime option, mm-hmm. really... Locks you in. Does it for me. Yep. It's really wonderful. And I don't get high from one full tincture. If I go to like two or two and a half or sometimes three, then then I'm going for it. That's a party moment. And then at night, you and I both are huge fans of Stop. We're traveling right now and their nighttime formula. I am sleeping on a couch right now and I am having a delicious night's sleep. If you guys want to check them out, they are at theroot.ca on Instagram and are available at dispensaries in California, Colorado, and Washington. And if you have a friend in any of those states, hit them up. And go visit them and purchase it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Keep it legal. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we love them so much. The Root of It All at theroot.ca. Check them out. They're really doing it. Now to the show where we're doing it. Happy birthday to you and me, me in this and show. The show. <laughs> we did it. What a joyous occasion it is today. This is so amazing. I just want to say hello. I'm Stephanie Simbari, and I have been the co-host of That's the Retrograde for five long, beautiful years. And I'm Elizabeth Cott, and same. Oh my God. This is cool. It's wild. It really, you know, it feels like five years, but it also doesn't feel like five years, which I think is a great sign. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When we started the show, we were very different people. I would say. We were in our 20s. Well, yeah, we were in our 20s. And um, we also, it's like, it's funny because, you know, whoever you, whatever you end up becoming is because you had a seed of knowing that you were meant to do that before. But we could have never known from that point of entry that we would have like spawned into this community and become like just the healthiest versions of ourselves, which I think is the best part. Personally, oh, yeah. I mean, I love being of service and spreading joy and love in the world. But selfishly, I'm happy that I have gotten like my health and brain under control. That's great. Right? Yeah, that's really nice. I think too, it's weird because like I always would be like, what is my skill? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what am I good at? Hence why and I'm I, learning the keyboards. <laughs> I always thought, like, I'm really good at connecting people. Yeah. Like, that is actually, I never knew, like, how to, like, like, I always found a way to plug that in, but I never imagined that 
my life would find its way to this show, which has become the ultimate vessel for connecting people. Right. It's bringing amazing people, doing incredible things to the show to talk about it. And that's connecting our audience with them. We're connecting with them. It's just like this super connector energy that's just, I'm just astounded and amazed and like completely lit up that we get to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to thank all of our listeners. You guys are the best. The best. And it's so funny because I I remember I was um, showing one of our friends. He had a show on for a while and I was like, he came to one of our shows and he was like, everyone that listens to your show and like comes to the shows is like so kind and like sweet and amazing. And he's like, people that follow me are like weird and creepy and I don't want to hang out with them. I'm like, sorry about your life. Like, <laughs> I'm like, not saying. Like, that's a reflection of you. No. Yeah, like kind of though. But it is, it's it's a, such a beautiful testament to just like, we're all in this together. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's really special. So we thought today we would take a little trip down memory lane. Oh, and highlight some episodes that stood out in our brain when we sat down to think about it. But I feel like there's so many others. We have 230 some episodes under our belt. Yeah, here's the thing. Choosing any favorites was like insanely difficult. And we were going through all of them being like, well, this and this, but we don't have, you know, five years worth of time to go through them. So before we play some of these clips, I just want to say thank you to literally every single person who has come on the show who has shared their heart and their mind and been so open and so willing to help and just so excited to be here and connect. It's just really, that is part of what keeps us coming back. Yeah, absolutely. So why not start at the very beginning? Oh God. It's a very good place to start. This is a cringe fest. Honestly, I was so afraid to go back and listen to this episode because I was like, how green are we? How hungover are we? My All voice sounds so hungover. But here is what's cool about this first clip is that I think we unintentionally stumbled upon our mission statement of what this show is. And as you listen to it, I'm interested into what you think because I feel like we haven't really swayed too far from what we say here. So let's play that. Okay. That's a retrograde is why we're here. We are That's here. the title of this show. I've just always thought we've had faces for podcasts. <laughs> Indeed. But let's talk about um, why we want to do a podcast that relates to astrology and New Age stuff. I mean, we live in LA, so it's a place where we are constantly being pressured to drink juice, do yoga, and go to all agape. That, all that hippy-dippy shit. All that stuff. And I feel like people make fun of me, and I understand why it's to be made fun of, but I also want to understand deeper why it's serious. Exactly. And I think for myself, um, in in just seeking knowledge and curious about, for instance, what retrograde is, the information that is available on the internet, it just kind of wasn't speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask questions and get answers and um, look at things with a critical eye and learn some stuff and also tell dick jokes. So that's why we're here. And also, I think like astrology and spirituality and these things give people, give me like a map of how to deal with everyday life. And I take that very seriously. Like I was never really religious, even though my grandparents were and I was raised Jewish, but I never really resonated with like any sort of organized thing. And once I found like yoga and I found meditation, I started to feel like, okay, now I have some sort of like thing that I can rest on. A guide. Exactly. A map. Um... And then I just became that person. 
very similarly. But it doesn't help. It doesn't always, like, I'm still, like, just the person who's like, but why is everything so hard? Yeah. Like, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? But I think that the acknowledgement of the struggle, shall we say, um, just the day-to-day things that are thrown our way, uh, it's a new challenge because the way uh, our society is now and our culture is we're constantly connected to internet, to our phones, information, things just coming at us so rapidly. And I think that that uh, can be a barrier to us staying connected with ourselves. Yeah, including this podcast. Right. I mean, not that it's a block, but like it's just another thing that's adding to space. And hopefully we can offer like a tool yeah. and like a relationship. And also they took Oprah Radio off Sirius XM. <laughs> so I'm just here to fill that void. <laughs> Personally, that's my mission in life. Um, just want to live our best lives. That is what it is. We just want to live our best lives. And there's so much to learn out there. And we want to bring that to people. Wow. Whoa. First of all, did I say agape? And I love an agape shout out. When in whoops. Do I think I am? I've never stepped foot into fucking. I have. You have. I went with Hale. Dead. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And I drove by the other day, the Sabin Theater, and I was like, I'm going to go back. <laughs> so, okay, boots guess, on the ground. I guess we're going to a cafe. <laughs> also, hilarious, like, as much as what I said earlier before that, like, so much has changed, so much has grown. I listened to that back, and I'm like, and also everything is exactly the same. Also, cringe, <laughs> bold, overstatement, Elizabeth. <laughs> what? That's so funny. But you know what? I think that's why it's worked because we were very clear. Yeah. And we changed with new information, obviously, as far as like, this isn't all about like crystals and astrology and new age stuff, as I said, which like I would never use that terminology. Right. Because guess what, guys? It's 2020. We be living in the new age. So mm-hmm. it's just the age now. It's just the age. <laughs> it's just happening. It's so real. Um, but, you know, other than that, just the exploration, the curiosity, like wonders never cease. So true. But it's so uncomfortable to listen to your younger self. It's really weird. Uh-uh. It's, it's, I'm like stunned a little bit. I'm like, uh, shook it. Yeah. <laughs> While we're at cringe, I'd like to voice one that maybe yeah. I wouldn't explore with the same depth as before, now that we are more informed citizens. What's that? Although I do love the title. What? Our juicing tour episode. Dead. Episode number three about juice fasting. That was our third episode? Yeah. Wow. At the time, the juice wars were alive and well here in Los Angeles. And I will say— It was a worthy trend to investigate. But we learned a lot about the process of juicing. Like, while I wouldn't go on a juice cleanse now, and I, I don't turn to juice other than just, like— as a fun thing to drink. Like a fun snack. Yeah. I did learn a lot from that episode about the process of high pressure pasteurizing. Centrifugal juicing. Versus the high pressure juicing yeah. and all that stuff. Like I never knew any of that. Yeah. And so just the fact that when, you know, you maintain the nutrients more from the pressure than the from the heated juice. And I think that that was just like valuable information. Very true. So yeah. we're not going to throw that episode under the bus, yeah. but I remain enjoying chewing. A hundred percent. And like, I think what we've learned through all of the nutrition episodes that we've done is that juicing isn't really a great way to uh, reset anything. So true. Yeah. But there's information in there. There sure is, baby. And I'm not going to turn juice into the devil because guess what? I'm not going to lie. If I drink a green juice, I do feel better than everyone else. So take that. (laughs) Elizabeth. Stephanie. Did you know that your hair, skin, and nails and connective tissues are all made up from collagen? Sort of. And did you also know that when you turn 30, your body naturally slows down its production of collagen? That tracks. 
and that a standard modern diet is often lacking in collagen, which is why a collagen supplement is so popular in the wellness and beauty communities, which is why we love our new partner. Uh, I'm so excited that they've partnered with us because we both use this and Every we day. are fans. Obsessed. It's my favorite protein. We're talking about ancient nutrition, multi-collagen protein, you guys. It is truly the best protein supplement that I've used and I have tried them all. You really have. A and lot. I've dipped in and out because a lot of times I can always taste it when yeah. I'm making my tonics and whatnot. And this one is actually flavorless. The taste can be gross. Sometimes it messes with my skin. Sometimes my digestion gets disrupted. And I have had all smooth sailing and only good results with ancient nutrition. I have more energy and I feel like my joints are not as crickety. Mm-hmm. And if I may crickety. say, Ancient Nutrition was co-founded by Dr. Josh Axe, who I'm familiar with his popular books, Keto Diet and The Collagen Diet. Wow. I feel like you see those in like the little wellness section often. Well, maybe that's why Ancient Nutrition. Because multi- I read now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Maybe that's why Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein has four sources of collagen, which helps support healthy skin and nails because, and a healthy gut and healthy joints because a doctor was involved. That, that makes sense, right? Also tracks, yeah. And it's important to say that these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease, but we enjoy it very much. And if you are uh, wondering what it comes from, it is hydrolyzed bovine, marine collagen, peptides, chicken bone broth, eggshell membrane, all from non-GMO, pasture-raised, cage-free, and cruelty-free sources. It contains nine grams of protein to scoop, and it is a true delight to your body I would recommend this if this wasn't an ad. So if anyone is collagen curious, head over to ancientnutrition.com and use the promo code retrograde and you will get $10 off right now. That's ancientnutrition.com. Use promo code retrograde, cruise the site. But I highly, highly recommend the multi-collagen protein. That's what I use every single day. And not only does it come with a scooper and like a home thing, but you can get a box and have like the to-go packets. So when you're traveling and you're not really sure where you're going to get your nutrition from and it's hard to find good food on the road, you can always just have this with you. Pro tip. Now back to the show. While we're on the beginning lessons from that so retrograde, one episode that stands out the most Mm -hmm. to me is with Emily Pereira. Oh, this is so in line with what I've been talking about the last few weeks too. I'm going to play the clip and then we're going to get into it. Okay. Creativity isn't a genetic thing. It's an energy that's a natural part of being human, but you are freezing yourself out of this natural creative flow with your attempt to be perfect. He said, nothing in the natural world is perfect. A flower isn't perfectly straight. A tree isn't perfectly symmetrical. You're a part of the natural world. So how right could you be perfect? And he said, the answer is you can't, but to constantly be referencing yourself to something that doesn't actually exist means you're walking around in a constant state of judgment of yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, if all of our thoughts have energy vibrations associated with them, that vibration of judgment is so dense, it forms a block inside of our spiritual physical universe that prevents this high frequency energy of creativity to not be able to course through our bodies and get to our creative channels, which are our arms. And so he said, you know, Emily, you don't have to be perfect to participate. You just have to give yourself permission to be the beginner. The beginner isn't supposed to know anything, so the beginner can never fail. You know, sometimes when something hits you as true in your heart, you only need to hear it one time. Yeah. And hearing that about creativity and expanding that and leaning into that and then approaching it from a beginner's mind, she had to say that once and I got it and I've taken that with me 
for the past few years. But it's like, I also feel that I need to keep reminding myself of it too. Like you're, you're actually the person who has kept saying it. And I really appreciate that because it's like, I, even in going into like in learning to play the keyboard or going to take the voice lesson or whatever the things that I've been talking about, it's like, it is really difficult as an adult to remind yourself, like you don't need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't even need to be good. It's just have your curiosity and go forth with that. It's such a gift. That is a really good episode. Yeah. And it's just, I think that that idea has been just such a driving force in us doing this show. That's true. And taking the show through the different avenues that we're taking it. It's just about doing it. And Mm -hmm. like sometimes it lands and sometimes it might not. And that's okay. It's just about exploring our curiosity and our creativity and like going for it. What episode number was that? That was episode number 64. The title is Be the Beginner. Oh, I love that. Who's next? This is so fun. I wish we could do every episode. It's a trip down memory lane. Okay. Well, you know, in creating this show and being the beginners of the show, we had to do a segment. Yeah, we did. And we were like, what's a segment? What could we do? What's a, what's something? And we've tried many segments, (laughs) honestly. And this is pretty much the only one that's ever stuck. Right. But I do think we could bring back Weekend Wellness. Weekend Wellness. I think we should bring back the Ask Falcon Lady Baby thing. Yeah. Do you guys want that? Should we be asking, should we be listening to our voicemails and playing those more? Let us know. Send feedback on Instagram. Yes. We're looking for more Instagram engagement <laughs> in five years. So please uh, participate. <laughs> we hear Instagram's a thing. Yeah. So no. So what's been interesting about the roses and thorns yeah. is that after we started doing So this originated from a game I played at camp. It was a nightly game where we, it was just a check-in, the high, the low. It's, you know, rebranded as is like a pit and a, whatever they do on the Kardashians, you know, it's not, we're not inventing it. Yeah. But what's been interesting is to see the trickle effect of Roses and Thorns. It's made its way to The Bachelor, recently AJ and the Queen with RuPaul. But I think like the most... The closest to your heart and everything that you spend your time watching is the Bravo Universe versions of Roses and Thorns. Exactly. I feel like Elizabeth's connection to Bravo somehow psychically through her watching it on repeat nonstop all the time has sent those waves to someone at Bravo and somehow they have become deeply ingrained in this narrative. I don't know how this happened. So we're going to kick it over to our 200th episode with Roses and Thorns. As we said, it has a storied history here. Yeah. And I think it reached a fever pitch when we had the one and only Andy Cohen drop us a line. Um, And here it is. Hi, ladies. It's Andy Cohen interrupting my fatherhood duties to uh, leave you this message. I understand that you've been falsely assigning me blame for stealing roses and thorns. I just wouldn't love it if you would reassign the blame to Bethany Frankel, who is the person who actually stole it from you and brought it into the Bravo vernacular. I just made that term up uh, because she said it on an episode of the Housewives of New York at the end of a trip, possibly the Turks and Caicos trip two or three seasons ago. And since then, I took it from her to end several reunions. You should blame 
destiny. Thank you and congratulations. Well, that's legit so funny to me. Like, I I don't even know. I like how he just doesn't take any responsibility and shamelessly blames somebody else. (laughs) It's amazing. Blame Bethany. It's so good. What a classic. What a classic. I think in the next five years, we should be having Andy on the show himself. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm down. I know that he doesn't really do podcasts, but we've been on Andy Radio enough. I feel like he owes it to us. Is that that like a hard line that he takes? (laughs) Yeah, I believe so. I get it. I get it. He's a busy guy. Yeah. But thanks to Andy and thanks to our dear friend, John Hill, who hosted our 200th episode, who has two shows on Radio Andy Yeah, that um, you guys should check out. We love Radio Andy very much. That is fun. That that was a real moment of just like manifest generators. Truly. Just making shit happen over here. <laughs> and it's also just cool because it's like, I don't know, we're all a part of the same culture, man. And I love that. So fun. What's your rose about them doing roses and thorns? Or your thorn about them doing Mm. roses and thorns? I feel like, you know, something that's happened a lot in this show is we've been able to kind of like, I think subconsciously tap into the zeitgeist in a fun way. Just be, I think just by way of how you and I naturally are. Yeah. This brings us to an episode that we did, our episode number 87. The title is The Royal Highness Mm -hmm. with... Cindy Capobianco and Rob Rosenheck, who are my former bosses back when I first came to LA. They were my second job and I worked for their creative PR firm. And they're brilliant people who are amazing creators, who are really smart and really pointed. Talk about people who are tapped into the zeitgeist. And so, Cindy's an Italian Jew, so I just feel like so we're sisters. We're sisters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love this episode that we did with them because it was our first episode regarding CBD. And obviously CBD is so hot right now. They also really educated us on the history of cannabis. Like in in keeping in line with like what we said about the juice thing too, it's like there's so much information that we don't know about where these things come from and how they get here and why, like why was weed considered demonized and why is it now needing to be called cannabis and just the whole history of like yes. the hidden lore and legacy of the plant. This episode is, is very amazing. full with information. Yeah. But I just want to play this one. Oh, we have a clip. We have a clip okay. and it feels almost like a psychic hit and I'll get into it a little bit more as to why. And here you go. As brand marketers and professionals, <laughs> we, we saw an opportunity to, you know, make a product that stood for efficacy, transparency, safety, reliability, consistency, and you knew exactly what you were getting. And then also, you know, coming from the East Coast, or for anyone who's not familiar with the cannabis world, uh, there are all kinds of new products and techniques. And so we wanted to create a brand that could educate people so that they knew what they were consuming, what this product could do for them. Because, you know, with all seriousness, you know, it's great to get high, but there's all of these health and wellness benefits from these products and the different cannabinoids, as you said, Elizabeth. So we saw this grand opportunity, an opportunity of a lifetime to kind of draw on our experience from the food world and the personal care world to create a brand that had a line of edibles, a line of topicals that came in all different kinds of formulations and to educate people about what these incredible compounds can do and these different delivery techniques. So Lord Jones has Mm -hmm. massively expanded. They found their way into Sephora. (laughs) 
for a CBD brand into Sephora. And it's been well documented that they sold their company for a hefty sum. Damn. Like a $300 million sum. Damn. So, uh, yeah. And it's just so interesting to hear how they, ahead of the trend, were thinking about what CBD could be. And now, as it's been documented on so many episodes throughout us doing this show, CBD is like now old hat, right? Like everybody is kind of dipping their toe into it. We go to different, I mean, two years ago, we would go to a wellness expos or whatever, and there would be like four aisles of CBD. I mean, it was just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to uh, track this conversation. It came out February 16th of 2017. So I also think it's such a testament to, you know, these, obviously they're like very brilliant creatives and, and have a vision and all of those things, but like they saw an opportunity and they leaned in all the way to it. And I think that we can all learn and be inspired by that because there was a lot of red tape. Oh yeah. There continues to be. And they used to have, if you remember, they used to have THC products. Which weren't the best. The best ever. But they recognized that that wasn't going to get them where they wanted to go as a business and a brand because the laws around THC still are a fucking clusterfuck, which we'll learn in a future episode with one of our friends who is in the business. Yes. But they figured it out. And it has reaped incredible rewards. They've stayed true to their brand. The quality has never ceased. They've expanded. They have just found a way to infiltrate the mainstream in such a cool way. I'm so inspired by that brand. Like, yeah. And I'm obsessed with all their products. Like from the CBD gummies to the tinctures to the fucking bath salt. I mean, that is like one bath salt I that actually CBD pills works. Too. And the pills, like everything so is consistently across the board incredible. And that's why they are so successful because they kept their quality. And there have been so many brands that we've been able to talk to on this show that were in the beginning stages when yeah. we sat down with them that have exploded like Four Sigmatic and Sakara and Lola. Those are just the three that are at the top of my head. And Lord Jones. Lord, yes. I mean, it's that to me is like one of the best parts of doing the show is product discovery and getting to hear and talk to these founders yeah. and really track the growth. It's so wild. Yeah. I really, really I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode because he really does drop a lot of fucking knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's cool. And I'm sure there's still some people in some of your lives who need to be convinced that like weed isn't the devil and it's not going to make you go crazy. And it's like, they've just been brainwashed by the society prior to this one and they need to have their minds expanded. And it is such a healing tool. Yeah. And I think this is a really good time to shout out some guests who we heard from our listeners that are some favorites who are repeat guests on this show. And I'm talking about Ambie. I'm talking about Mikey. I'm talking about Megan Wallace-James and Kelsey Patel. We've had all of them on for multiple episodes and they keep on bringing the knowledge time and time again. Remington? Yes. I mean, yeah. the best. Yeah. So we don't have clips for them because there's just who could choose, really? There's so many. There's so many. But as you said at the beginning of the show, it's really hard to pick. But when we started the show, I kind of always had this vision of like this Avengers team of experts that we would be able to collect. But this is before we really had, had them. Before or we knew them. anybody. I mean, obviously we knew Mikey. But um, it's been really cool to watch that manifest and become a reality. Agree. So fun. Let's take a time... A moment. A little break. 
to get into one of the things that we've really come to know is true on this program. What's that? Dental health. Oh, man. Is the root to all wellness. Yep. Death creeps in through the gums. Sarah Silverman. That's what they say. Um, it's funny because on my dating profile, they ask you questions, they give you question prompts and mm-hmm. mine, they say, what's a non-negotiable for you? And my answer is good oral hygiene. What about good oral? Just I mean, in general. That's obvious, <laughs> but that doesn't go with this ad. <laughs> true, 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 which is the perfect segue. We I think that Quip had in mind yes. really when asking us to partner with them. We're talking about Quip. We love them it's so much. It's a real much. revolutionary scenario when it comes to an electric toothbrush. Quip allows you to brush for two minutes. They focus you on quadrants of your mouth with sensitive sonic vibrations, which not only is great for your oral health, but it's also a testament to your own patience and ability to just yeah. stay in the zone. And also, you even have to hold the toothbrush in a specific way, not too hard yeah. as one ten or as I always did. Me I would too. always brush so aggressively. Like you have to have like a gentle touch to it. They also have a floss dispenser, which comes with pre-marked strings to help you use just enough, which is a thing I struggle so with all the time. So as you said, it's a built-in two-minute timer and every 30 seconds, it prompts you with a little vibration to mm-hmm. switch quadrants of your mouth. Genius. Mm-hmm. And then... Brush heads are automatically delivered to a dentist-recommended schedule of three months for just $5. So honestly, what I did is I got my Quip. I signed up for this $5 refill every three months and switch it up. And it's like no big deal. Taken care of, checked off the list. No longer are we left with like, I need a new toothbrush and it gets on the drugstore list of things to do. And then you forget. It's just a whole spiral that you can avoid. Quip is all about setting yourself up for success. And you can pick from cute colors. And it's just like a really great thing. And as Steph said, oral health. Yeah, it's very important. So important. So if you head over to getquip, that's quip.com slash retrograde, you will get your first refill for free when you order your brush. That's getquip.com slash retrograde. Sign up for Quip, the good habits company. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash retrograde. See ya. Bye. Okay. Let's start to another clip, shall we? We shall. Are we ready for a rather iconic moment in yes. that's a retrograde history? One that I've been this, waiting. This is a guest that from the jump was a dream guest in my heart. Mm-hmm. She is someone who impacted my exploration of what it is to be human. I was a student of her teachings or her explanation of A Course in Miracles for over a decade. And when she made her way onto the show, it was such a moment. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous, but she was the best and we had so much fun. And we're talking about Marianne Williamson. And uh, why don't you set up this clip, Steph? Okay, so we're talking to Marianne and we're like, this is crazy. How the hell did you get here? Um, you're just like a legend and a leader in the space and we don't understand how this is our reality. And I think Elizabeth was feeling very like, tell know, me, tell me your ways. <laughs> yeah, she was feeling like you're my mom and I'm a <laughs> child and I must be guided by you in all ways all the time. And so she framed herself as a young woman. As a youth. And Marianne was, and it's funny because as soon as Elizabeth said that, I was like, 
bitch, you are on your way to 35. What in the fuck are you talking about? And then it was like Marianne, like clockwork came through with this. Well, first of all, how old are you? 34. You're not that young. I was literally going to end up trying to be like, we're not young. have got to get over them. You're not that young anymore. We're old. Thank you. I didn't Sorry. Know that. <laughs> Sorry. I flagged Sorry. it. My <laughs> cosmetic derm would say differently, Marianne. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you're like, hello. It's you're a full-on adult citizen. Yep. Own it. Thank you. Is what Thank I'm you. saying. No, then what would a young person do? See how you're trained into in this area of thinking of yourself as it, it's a training it's of, of disempowerment. Yeah. Excuse me. So the issue, what would we do? The, what what should you do? Know that if you see a as candidate, a middle aged woman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but as a, certainly a grown woman, thirty four year old grown woman. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So the issue now is to realize that politics is important mm. because there's only so much you can do from the periphery. You can change the culture. I think we've changed the culture. You were talking about how health and wellness has exploded. We've yeah. already done it. But we need to apply the same kind of health and wellness thinking to health and wellness for the society. Yes. Health yes. and wellness for the planet. Health and wellness for global civilization. And it's the same principles. But that cannot be done just from the private sector. Preach wow. queen. It's okay. so funny listening back to these because I'm like, man, there is so much wisdom in these episodes. <laughs> like, truly. I forget. I think my favorite part of that is, as I mentioned, she's been such a, a spiritual teacher from afar. And to get like such a truthful lesson. She read you hard. In the best way. Like, she's so right. Yeah. We are conditioned to not feel strong and powerful and, like, we can be active within our political system. And, like, to get that lesson IRL and just have it be so eloquently delivered, I was like, what a moment. It was, like, the perfect tone of truthful, which was, like, abrupt, but also gentle and loving. And, like, a cute read. Yeah, which is, like, her whole vibe. (laughs) Um, But also, again, like, fuck, that episode is so rich. Like, even though she's not in the presidential race anymore, Elizabeth is shedding a tear. I still wear my Marianne 2020 gear, ironically, and with love. As you should. I don't think it's ironic. I think it's just that she had a very impactful voice and vision and brought a lot to the conversation that would have never been heard on that level by the people who are subscribing to politics across the board aren't necessarily also Marianne Williamson fans. Like maybe some, but not all. And she was just reaching such a wider audience and introducing these conscious ideas in such a way that like, I know that we said that it was important even if she doesn't win and she hated that, but I still stand by that. I still think that like how fucking cool that she got there at all. And we need to keep on listening to her. And I'm so, I think she learned so in following along post her no longer running. She's talking about how much she learned about America and how much she learned about politics. And I'm so interested to witness what happens next. I can't wait. I think that there was a reason that she became so involved in such a deep way and I can't wait for it to reveal itself. Well, this reminds me of our Sarah Silverman episode, which she said something very interesting during that episode, which was that like the people who affect change in this country are not usually the president. It's usually everyone around the president. It's the community. It's the people. It's so much more than just who we vote into office. And I feel like Marianne is a shining example of that type of person who's rattling the cages and making moves and shifting our consciousness 
maybe she can be more effective, not as the president. So true. And, you know, while we're at it, why not play a clip from that legendary Sarah Silverman episode titled, When They Go Low, We Get High? (laughs) Talking about the 2016 shit show that was uh, the results of that election. Okay. This was pre-results. So it's even a little bit more dark to go back to. This is a wellness podcast. However, we're going political today. We've tried our best to avoid it because it's just been like dingy vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we're, it's important. So we we're going there. We need to bring there. our consciousness to things that are just being thrown at us. Yeah. And that is this election. It's exhausting. I think yes. it's important to just, to not listen to anything or get in a political head from 10 p.m. on. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, fall asleep to law and order. Watch Law and Order. Watch a nice procedural that you know will end <laughs> well. Yeah. Or at least it will just end. Yeah, sometimes it's, there's like a, sometimes, yeah, there's a kind of um, like a sad, ominous ending, but it doesn't matter because it's super soft core murder. And, yeah. and yeah. also it's fake, so it doesn't have to like restart the next morning. Right. Whereas is, the psychos on the news now uh, are sort of real. I, who knows at this point. I don't know what's real. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of people. What are we supposed to be listening to? What are we supposed to be paying attention to? Between the news and what is the news? The news used to, I feel like, well, people always remember things from when they were younger as better. Beautifully nostalgic. Mm. And uh, I feel like there was a time where the news was, um, un, you know, uh not subjective at all. Just More completely real. completely objective. I guess that would be the opposite of, of subjective. It's just totally objective. Just this, uh, these are the facts. And there's very little of that, no matter what you watch, where you're watching it. It's, there's some kind of personal opinion being kind of thrown in. Okay. So we listened to that episode yesterday and um, it was, Elizabeth was like, it's cringy. I I can't, I don't. And here's what I think is wild. It's actually to me only cringy because we obviously are like. We hadn't entertained the thought that Donald Trump might win the presidency. Like it's a time capsule of a completely different consciousness of all of us in history. Like where it was so outside of what we viewed as a possible reality that while we were complaining about it and bitching about it and saying how crazy it was, listening back to that, I'm like, it was an innocent time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and talking about how it's hard to decipher what's true and what isn't within the media, I mean, that concept has only become more in the forefront of conversation. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. I want to have Sarah back. This this election yeah. cycle, because I feel like we can really reflect on that. And, you know, in, in the context of that episode, she brings up Elizabeth Warren and she brings up Cory Booker and she brings up and she says so many amazing things about Bernie. And she really she had her sights on what the Democratic Party like should actually look like mm-hmm. and what the leadership should be. Very predictive. Yeah. And then obviously everyone got hit by a bus. But, yeah, I, I'm curious um to hear her thoughts as as we cycle into this next moment. And also, like, we have been defeated. It is hard to rally. The way that we rallied, everyone rallied for Bernie before the Hillary thing. Like, I am wondering if there can be that same amount of vigor and excitement, like, ever again, because it's like a societal heartbreak happened. And now we're all just, like, in this weird fucking Twilight Zone alt-universe where 
as we said in the episode, like a, re- a reality star as a president. I forgot that now. I, I completely even forgot that he ever existed outside of this role. And now that's all that he is to me. Yeah, it's it's a, a wild scenario. It's like stranger than fiction. Truly. You and listening back up. to that, you're like, holy shit, we had no fucking idea it was about to hit us. I mean, I guess that's life in general, but like it's a that's a big one. Yeah. So as we reflect on the past five years of the show, hmm. one thing that stands out is when we had the founders of Sakara on our show yep. way back when. And wow, have they expanded and exploded throughout these five years it's that we've known each other. just so cool to see the expansion of what they've been doing and how, you know, every time I sign up for their program for a week or a few days, or even if I just order the lunches, I'm just always so happy with not only the quality of the food, but also like the amazing recipes, the, the crafted so good. nature. So as you guys probably know, Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness. And starting with what you eat is kind of their touch point. So they're organic, ready-to-eat meals that are made with powerful plant-based ingredients. And they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin going. They're packed with superfoods. They highlight an ingredient in each meal that's prepped and they explain what it's going to do for you, what the benefits are. It's so just thoughtful in delivery and how it's prepared. We are such fans. And it's inspiring for what you can make at home because, and if you can, if you really want to make it at home, you can also peep that cookbook, which is real sick. And they also have daily wellness essentials like supplements, herbal teas that help support your nutrition on that journey. They have metabolism super powder, an all-natural remedy for bloating and waking and fatigue. They're just trying to get you the most energy and maximize your digestive potential. Yeah, and when we talk with Daniel and Whitney, they worked so hard from starting the company to delivering the food on their bikes. And now they're available in all 50 states. It's so exciting yeah. to see just such an important message be come available. And you know, it's a real delish. passion when you're delivering food on your bikes around New York City. Hell yeah. So right now, Sakara is offering That's So Retrograde listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash retrograde and enter the code retrograde at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash retrograde. And you will get 20% off your first order. Head on over there, guys. Huge fans. Let us know your thoughts. We get some messages from people who are trying it and loving. So... Let's go back to the show, shall we? We shall. Okay. I just wanted to reflect on a few moments that stand out in my mind that really helped guide the show and help it continuous. You know, what's been interesting about doing this is that there was never like a quick rise, right? Like it's always been this like beautiful, steady growth that we've experienced. And some moments that stick out of people we met that kind of helped it move along, one being Guru Jagat. Who, yes. Oh, oh my God. What an angel so on this planet. Stephanie and I self-produced the show for a little over a year. And we were given by the grace of Guru Jagat's heart, the Rama Institute yeah. in Venice as a space to record when we didn't have a place to go. We literally were like, what are we going to... I mean, we could have rented a studio, but it just... I don't know. This just she swooped in like a guardian angel, and and it was funny. Remember, because I had gotten read by Jill Willard, Mm -hmm. who loved Jill Willard. Listen to that episode, 
And she had said to me, you are going to meet someone who's friends with Amanda Chantel Bacon. Of Moon Juice. So weird. Who's going to be significant in guiding what you're doing. And then we did an event with Matches Fashion yep. at their pop-up in Beverly Hills. Yep. And I was peeing because yep. we were doing the event with Guru Jagat. I will never forget this. I was peeing and I like a light bulb went off in my yeah. head and I like ran out of the bathroom. And I was like, Stephanie, I think it's Guru Jagat. Yeah. And then. And I was cut- like, definitely. I knew when she walked into the yeah. room, we were talking about coffee. I was like, I'm obsessed with you. And then cut to, I mean, it was later on that she offered the space to us. And it yeah. was just. It was after we were guests on Reality Riffing, her podcast. Yes. And it was so I just have such a deep deep sense of divine guidance and gratitude for how that all happened. And then I can't help but think of when Michael and Lauren reached out to us, inviting us on their show. Yep. The Skinny Confidential. I've heard of it. So we were on their show. We invited them on ours. And this was after a time, as as I said, we'd been self-producing and we'd been talking to a lot of networks and we'd really, nothing really felt right. And Stephanie and I were having a lot of visioning conversations of what our perfect scenario would be like and and what felt good and what felt right as creators and really having big, big visions for, for what we want, where we want to bring the show. Yeah. And Michael and Lauren approached us at the end of 2017. And you had had a dream. Oh, so I kept having these dreams that I had, I think, three of them in succession that we were like with Michael and Lauren. It was really specific. And we were like in the car with them and they were like doing their thing. We were like kind of going along with them. Yeah. But it like wasn't bothersome. It was very like back of hand, whatever. Like we weren't, we weren't annoying them. We weren't annoying them and it wasn't (laughs) annoying to us. It was just like, we're on this ride. Right. And that was the takeaway from each of those dreams. And then they approached us and they said, we have this idea for this network. It's going to be called Dear Media. As Joey, my boyfriend, always says, dear media. Like he's writing a letter. <laughs> yeah. it's very funny. And everything that they said and how they presented what their vision was for this place, this network, this home for, for shows was exactly what Stephanie and I had been talking about. Yeah. It was like, did you climb into our brain and like make our conversations a thing? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. And so it's just like that one moment of, it's it's so fun when you can track, you know, kind of like how it all came to fruition. Yeah. And so having Michael and Lauren on the show for that first time is such a one of those like trackable points. Yeah. So it was so cool. And yeah. I just really, really, really want to thank Dear Media for just being Michelle, you're here, our producer, who is so ride or die and she's so the best. <laughs> and <laughs> this whole team, Arielle, Danielle, Paige, Michael, Connor. Taylor, like everybody is just so wonderful. And it's really been a pleasure. It is a pleasure. We're not going anywhere. Um, what if we're like, and now and we're, we're done. retiring <laughs> <laughs> um, to get to come here and do our show. And really it's been able to, to hold space for us to grow and excel and be the beginner and create. And it's just fucking great. I love it. Yeah. So that's our clip show. I feel like that was fun, Michelle. What do you think? Was it good? Are you hard for that? Super hard. Okay, that's, that's what we always ask her. <laughs> if if she's not hard for something, then we don't use and it. And we might get a called also, into HR. We're fine with sexually harassing her. <laughs> I hope that's fine with her. Fine. <laughs> it's consensual. Um, but thank you again. As we said at the top of the show, 
Our listeners are the best listeners ever. We love hearing from you. We love every message we get. And we love seeing your growth as well as our growth. It's like we're on this fucking trajectory together. It's so fucking crazy. Elizabeth and I just happen to have a microphone in front of our faces, but all you guys are doing the fucking dopest shit. And it's just like a wonderful thing to witness. Well said. Thank you, Stephanie, for being the best ever also. Oh, my thanks. You too. So uh, we will be back next week. Thank you. Back um, to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes. Thanks for taking this little trip down memory lane with us. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you're inspired to go back and listen to some episodes maybe you haven't listened to or re-listen to some that you have. I mean, when I was searching for those clips, I was like, I think I should start from the beginning of That's So Retrograde. <laughs> I was like, we have, there's a lot to be reminded it's of. It's a wild ride. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you guys have a favorite episode, we want to hear from you. So let us know. Drop us a line. Uh, it's really helpful for us in crafting where we're going to bring the show next. So. And as always, friends, namaste listening. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.